You're listening to the Happier Marriage Secrets Podcast, and today's episode is the one big mistake most Christian couples make in having difficult conversations. Now, even though this is primarily for Christian couples, if you are a couple and you're not a Christian, you too can benefit from this episode because of the principles and the skills and the ideas that will be shared in this episode. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Happier Marriage Podcast, a podcast for spouses longing to have a happier marriage so they can feel more connected, desired and supported. Now to start the show, here is your host and Sherpa, licensed marriage and family therapist and certified relationship coach, Kingsley Grant. Have you ever wished that you could sit down with your spouse and just talk about what's bothering you, causing you sleepless nights, anxiety, and sadness without feeling fearful of ending up arguing more, being gaslighted, or for that matter, making matters worse? And you know this. You know that Having this conversation is one that could potentially lead to an escalation or more argument because you've tried it before and felt like you got nowhere, right? You felt unheard and the issue wasn't resolved and so you actually felt worse. But here's what I know. You still know that Until you can have this talk, until you can have this conversation, you aren't going to feel better. And the relationship will continue to feel tense and disconnected. And I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about because you probably are feeling that way this very minute. And this, what I've just said, is as if your name was written on that as if I'm talking about your situation, something that may have happened recently, in recent times, or it's been this ongoing thing that you are so burdened by. And and you're now wondering if you will have to live this way. Imagine how sad to know that you are in this relationship and you're wondering if this is going to be the way things will have to be? Well, the answer is no, you don't have to live this way because there is a way, right? There is a way that focuses on the most important area that I believe most Christian couples, which I call the one big mistake, the most important area of having difficult conversations with satisfying outcomes is what is so often overlooked. And it's not just overlooked because someone is intentionally overlooking it. I think it happens because most people just don't know. They just don't know about what needs to happen prior to this conversation that they want to have. See, it starts with knowing how to properly set the stage for the conversation. This is where most couples get it wrong. 
they do not know how to, what I would call, properly stage the conversation. And it is the one tried and true method for laying the groundwork to make difficult conversations easy. And Jesus alluded to this in one of one of his teachings, and I want to share that with you. Plus, what the one big mistake that's being made, because I believe that one big mistake has a a framework, has an um, something that you need to know, you need to hear, which I believe could change what you're experiencing in your relationship. So stay tuned for that. So the big question is this: How is it possible that you have a happier marriage when? You feel like you've tried everything. Your spouse isn't making an effort. You're exhausted. You feel like giving up. Or there's so much hurt that's taken place between you and your spouse. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Now, you heard me mention that Jesus alluded to this idea in one of his teachings. And this is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14 verse 28, where he taught this. He says, but don't begin until you count the cost. Now, he was talking about a person that is about to build a house. Now, this is using the New Living Translation. And Jesus was trying to let people understand one of the most important things that every person should know and does know when they're about to build a house. Now, Jesus, if you did not know, was a carpenter. In his while he was here on earth, he was a carpenter. So he know he knows this trade very well. He learned this from his earthly dad, well, actually his stepdad, at the time, right? He he whose name was Joseph, and Joseph was a carpenter, and Jesus learned this. He knew about building houses. He knew about construction, and he says, "But don't begin until you've counted the cost." For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? Now, you may say, Kingsley, what does this have to do with having difficult conversations and the one big mistake? Well, Jesus is alluding to the fact that someone who doesn't sit down and count the cost understanding what goes into building a house, understanding the most important aspect of building a house. He says, if you don't, because who would do that without first calculating the cost? And here's what happened in difficult conversations. You would say one of the reasons you haven't had the conversation is because this is what you've done. You've calculated the cost and having had moments or times in the past where you've tried to do this, it's cost you. It's costed you quite a bit. It's costed you your health. It's costed you um, emotionally, mentally, um, sleepless nights, and the list could go on and on. And I, I hear that. I get that. So I do know that it is one of the fear that some people do have. And so what happened is, you know, I have, as a licensed marriage and family therapist that you've heard, I've worked with so many couples 
over the years, so many couples. And I have, you know, done like what I believe every couples who have gone to therapy have heard, taught the skills. And and I have been convinced, and I know this, because the skills do work. The skills do work. There's no question in my mind that the communication skills that many therapists have taught their clients, they work. They work because we know they do. You know, from my own personal life in my marriage, for at this point, 38 years. And so it's not just my professional world, but my personal world in my communication over the years with my wife. And we've had difficult conversations. We've had moments where we were at an impasse, where it was difficult to communicate around certain things. But here we are 38 years later, still loving each other, still sleeping in the same bed, still having date nights, still going on, convers- on, on vacations, <laughs> going, on conversation, going on vacations. So we're still doing life and are looking forward to many more years of marriage. Not because everything has been smooth or perfect, but because we have also had to work through difficult conversations. But here's the thing. I knew the skill sets because I teach that. But I realized that there was something else that made it possible for us that I really did not put my finger on until recent times. Because I'm thinking, what's the difference? Because I know that it's worked for us. I know it has worked for many other people. But what's that one thing that is missing? So it's not so much the skills, because that's what many people who do come to counseling, when they present, they will say to me, you know, we just don't get along. We just can't talk. We just can't have conversations without it fight, without fighting. We just don't communicate. That's 95% of what I find most couples start off with. There are other issues, but that's where they start off about their communication. And what they're looking for, they'll say, is skills or tools to learn how to better communicate. And that's what we give them. That's what I give them. But I begin to scratch my head sometimes and thinking, why isn't it working? Why after all of the tools and the skills that we've taught, why are they still not being able to have those conversations? And I realize there's something missing. I realize there's something missing. And that is, I believe that Staging the conversation is very, very critical. That's a missing piece. And this is, I believe, the one big mistake most couples make. And again, it's not some kind of judgment or critiquing or criticizing what they have done and not done. Because I believe they're very well intentioned. I believe that the tools many of them have learned, have actually used and they'll say it's not for lack of trying. So it's not like we're. I'm saying that the scuffles did not use the tools that they were taught. No, I believe they have. So the question becomes, why hasn't it worked? And so I believe that stage in the conversation is what's missing. So kings of what stage in the conversation? Well, 
it's like, imagine actors who are on a play. They're setting the stage for a play. Well, before I even go there, you know, one of the things that really kind of um, comes to my mind when I was thinking about this was people who um, sell new homes, right? And so what they will do is if a house is empty and they want people who are coming to buy to look at the house, right? They are showing that house. What they will do is what's called staging the house. And what that means is that they'll bring in, they'll get the experts who are interior designers and decorators who uh, will come in and they'll bring in all this furniture, right? Whether the, I guess probably rent it for a few days and they will bring that in. Now, the, the, the companies that have this furniture also have an opportunity for their furniture to be exhibited, right, to be shown and possibly purchased. So it is a win for everyone involved. But what they're doing is staging the house so that the potential buyer can have an idea of what the house will look like when furniture is in the house. Now, the first time I remember seeing a house being staged and I'm seeing it was a beautiful home and I'm thinking, man, isn't that great that they're these people are selling the house, but they're putting furniture in the house. And in my mind, I thought the house, the person who purchases a house was going to get the furniture as well. It came with a house. Little did I know. And so you, you know, don't, don't think I'm so, I'm dumb because I, you know, I, I don't want to hear you on the other side, like smirking, like, come on, Kingsley, you should know that. Well, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I did not know. Now it's been some, about a while now. So it's not in recent times that I've figured this out or found this out. I've learned, you know, we all, we don't, we don't know everything. I don't know everything. So I'm sorry to kind of, you know, rain on your parade or, or let you down or disappoint you thinking that I knew everything. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know everything. I really don't. <laughs> I do know, I do know some things like staging the conversation like we're talking about here, but I did not know this. But anyway, I figured it, I found out what it meant was they were wanting the potential buyer to see what the house would look like. And again, it's so beautiful. And, and I'm thinking, okay, well, what you're saying is when you walk in this house, you're like, oh, wow, look at what could be. They're setting the intention, right, for what, is, what could be. And so the person that walks in, they're now drawn in emotionally. Right, they're connecting with the house, and they're beginning to imagine when they bring their own furniture or what furniture they could put in the house, and where they could place that furniture or those furniture, and what that would look like. Now, if your house, if a person is selling a house, like if I was to sell my house, and a person walks in, furniture is already in my house. My house is already furnished, so it's already staged. It's staged because of occupation, right? Not because of someone preparing a house to get it sold, my house would have been prepared. Of course, I would make sure it's all cleaned up and looking, you know, looking as clean as it had never been. <laughs> and so because I want to impress them. So what happened is when they come in my house, they would say, oh, wow, okay, if we bought this house and if I was not selling the furniture in the house, the furnishing in the house, I would be taking that. They will have an idea now of where things would go, where they, they too could put things at least begin to put things, right? 
that's staging the house. So I got that idea of staging the house. I'm thinking if someone is going to have a house where it can truly enjoy and have a satisfying outcome, then what's happened is having the house staged gets them um, started. It gets them basically in the, I would say, if I was to look at, at a win, it puts them closer to that, right? It puts them closer to having an outcome that they're looking for. So again, that's one aspect of staging. It's also like actors who are preparing to perform, right? Their staging, their staging of a conversation involves getting ready before they um, they perform, right? They would get the stage ready. They would get where they would put the, where the actors would stand, where they would interact, you know, exactly where that would be. And they're staging that platform, that set, so that when the people come to see, they don't have to think about where people are going to stand. I remember one time that I was involved in a drama at our church many, many years ago. And we would go through the rehearsal and the director made sure he'd stage the platform exactly where we would stand, where we would stand at all times when we come in and when we leave the stage. So what was he, was, was he doing? He was staging the, uh, staging the, the play um, so that we can all work in harmony and having a satisfying outcome for the audience, the attendees. That's what staging does. So just like that, staging a conversation involves getting ready before you talk to your spouse about something that's difficult but important and maybe urgent, right? So if it's not staged properly, is it any wonder so many couples fail at this? Is it any wonder that even with all the skill set, it's almost like a, a person building a house, having all the tools, the proper tools, but if it's not properly done in staging and planning, no matter what they do have as tools, it doesn't matter. Again, the actors on a stage, they can have all the props and everything they need, but if they're not staged for the actual thing, it doesn't matter. It's going to fail. And so I, I begin to think when I back to all the clients that I have, you know, I, I must say some do have success because without even knowing this idea and knowing what to call this and knowing exactly how to focus on this, it's just happened by chance. Because again, I go back to my own relationship. I believe that I staged the conversation and my wife and I staged the conversation. And many times if I'm leading, I'm staging the conversation because many times she looks to me for the idea of getting this conversation going. And sometimes I look to her. But for the most part, I think, you know, as the leader of the home, I need to be the one that gets this ready for our conversation. So I think that I did it, but did not know exactly what I was doing. I didn't have a name for it. I didn't have a label for it, but now I do. So overall, staging a conversation is a crucial step that really lays a foundation for successful communication and conflict resolution in marriage, in your relationship, right? Difficult conversations, right? It's about taking the time to prepare as the actor, you know, the, the director of this drama, this play would do, or the um, construction 
um, manager, right, would you, it's laying the foundation for that and taking the time to prepare and set the stage for a productive dialogue and that honors. So that, that conversation, that dialogue must honor both you and your spouse. See, it's not just a one, um, you know, like, for example, one person benefit and the other does. No, it must benefit both people. Now, there are five areas of considerations within staging that you must become familiar with and put it in place before you get into the conversation. And I believe if these five areas are overlooked, staging will not be done properly, number one. And the chance of having a different outcome, are, it's not going to happen. Because what happens, you tend to get right back into the old way of behaving when you're having a heated or a very um, tense moment in your conversation, which most times is where things get derailed and sidetracked and spiral out of control, right? And like I said before, this is the area that most couples never focus on. And that is why their conversation fail to end up well. And maybe that's what you've experienced. So that can be changed. So this one big mistake is staging the conversation. Now, there are five areas that are involved in staging the conversation in a manner that sets you up for a more successful um, um, successful interaction in your difficult conversation and lead to a more satisfying outcome. And these five areas, I think, is so critical and it cannot be overlooked. Now, I'm going to mention them, but I want to just say this, that obviously I won't have time to get into them because this is not the place for it because I just wanted to mention that the, the one big mistake that most couples have made, which I said, again, is staging the conversation, staging the conversation. And, you know, I'm going to be teaching on this and do a webinar in March. And so if you're interested in that, then you want to direct message me on Instagram or on Facebook. Just say, I would like to be, um, I would like to be on the list. I have a wait list I'm putting together. I would like to be on the wait list for this upcoming webinar you're doing. Count me in. So just send me a DM that says, count me in for upcoming webinar or count me in for staging the conversation, right? Just something like that. I will know you got this from the podcast. So direct message me on Instagram or Facebook, or you can also email me, right? You can find that at the, the website as well. So here are the five years I think are so critical. And number one is clarifying your intentions. Number two is setting the ground rules. Uh, number three is preparing your heart and mind. Number four is, is inviting and scheduling. And number five is ensuring consistency. These five areas come all under staging. So you can see it's pretty very, it's pretty much uh, an involved process. But why is it so important to make sure that this is done properly? It's going back to the words of Jesus. You must first count the cost, have everything in place before you start building. You know, no one builds a house unless a foundation is properly built because if that house is going to have any chance of standing when storm comes and the wind blows, then my friend, as you know, 
this foundation is essential. It's critical. And that's why staging the conversation is that one big mistake most Christian couples make in having difficult conversations. So if you would like to be able to, if you'd like to be on this wait list that I'm putting together for this upcoming webinar, where I'll be unpacking more there, then you want to direct message me on Facebook or Instagram and just put the words in um, staging the conversation or wait list, then I will know what that means. So I'd love to hear from you and I look forward to having you join me on this upcoming webinar. With that said, my friend, thank you for being here. God bless you. Now listen for the announcer as you get to final words as we wrap this up. We've come to the end of another exciting show. And if you enjoyed this podcast, one, make sure you give this show a rating and review. Two, subscribe to the show to get all new releases. And three, get your complimentary copy of the Five Secrets to a Happier Marriage ebook at kingsleygrant.com slash HMS ebook. Again, it's kingsleygrant.com slash HMS ebook. See the link in the show notes. Do it today. Don't delay. Thanks so much for listening and make sure you tell one other spouse about this show or better yet, share it with them. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face toward you and give you his peace both now and forever. 